Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is adding off. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more live events, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is Frosted Tips with me and my co-host, the lovely... Turkey Turchin. Oh, why thank you, Lance Bass. Oh, um, ooh, Easter's on its way. It ooh, is. We got to plan our Easter egg hunt we soon. We do. We always throw an Easter egg hunt for all our friends' kids, but now that we have kids, they get to participate. They didn't last year because they couldn't hold a basket. No, they were just nuggets last year. Yeah, but this year around. they can actually hold a basket. Yeah. And our and and Violet, our hoarder. She's good she at collecting. She is going to hoard these eggs. Like, no, mm -hmm. she's going to be a great, she's winning the prize. Great. Oh, yeah. she's, yeah, she's, she's built for this. Uh, you know, one thing that I learned last night that really kind of made me very depressed. Oh my God. Yes, you did. Yeah. So I was, I was talking to Giggles last night who has a niece who's six or seven, somewhere around there. Six, yeah. uh, I've been excited about, oh, potty training is coming up, right? In the next couple of months we get to potty train. Um, and I, you know, I want them out of diapers as soon as possible because Let's just face it. The diaper part is just the worst part yeah. of having babies. It's just, and twins, so many diapers, so many wiping up the yeah, butts. So much poop. So I cannot wait for them to know what a toilet is, to be able to use the bathroom, and then just like, okay, I'm done, out of diapers. Well, I just found out that you're still wiping their butt till like they're five, six, seven years old. Well, so you're yeah. basically not done. With yeah. the changing of the diapers. Yeah, but usually little kids can't properly wipe their butts. Which I feel like is even worse. Because if they're sitting on the toilet and they're oh, doing I know. their business and yeah. then you have to go in yeah, there. Yeah, they get up and then you have to like wipe them. Oh, and, and yeah. Then, yeah, they're calling They're calling you. you. Yeah, like you need to wipe me. And it's obviously bigger poos at this point. They're like little kids. Well, eventually they're going to do it for you when you're old. So it's just part of the life. I, I'm going to, I don't, even if I don't have to have them do that, I'm making them do it. Oh. <laughs> like, Sick. Yeah, like, just pooed my pants, kids. It's but your it's, turn. Yeah. Oh, uh, but that kind of depressed me a little bit because I just thought, oh, you know, two and a half, right? Three years old. You think a three year old's going to properly wipe their butt? I honestly thought that they would. <laughs> I did. I well, did. welcome to fatherhood. This is gross. Let's not talk about this anymore. But this is hey, this is what the people want. This is this is know. stuff people deal with, Lance. Um, all right, let's get uh onto what we're really here for, Mr. Gary Barlow. Yes. So when we come back, we have the man, 
myth, legend. the legend. Take that, Gary freaking Barlow. Hey, LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. I absolutely love Cozy Earth. From the loungewear sets to the sheets to my luxurious blankets, it's no wonder Cozy Earth has earned its place on Oprah's favorite things list for five years running. A testament to its exceptional quality. That's right. <laughs> Reinvent your sanctuary with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding collection. From pillows to sheets and blankets, indulge in the ultimate luxury. Ooh. Sleep with confidence thanks to Cozy Earth's generous warranty. Luxury bedding essentials that provide peace of mind and endless comfort. Make every night a five-star experience with Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced temperature regulating bamboo viscose bedding and it's the best fabric it's so soft the best super soft this new year's make your nights extra cozy with cozy earth pajamas made from ultra soft viscose from bamboo cozy earth products are crafted from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo ensuring you rest easy in more ways than one cozy earth stands by the durability of its products with a remarkable 10-year warranty promising a decade of restful sleep cozy earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today you're welcome up to 40 percent off site-wide when you use the code LANCE. Again, that's code LANCE for up to 40% off site-wide. On average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So, if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great right about now. But I have some good news for you. I have a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year. All you have to do is switch to Mint Mobile. It's that easy. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. I know we all hate seeing that monthly phone bill come in, but Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say bye-bye-bye to that monthly phone bill. Best of all, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. Easy! To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash lance. That's mintmobile.com slash lance. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash lance. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yeah. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please welcome to the show, Gary Barlow is English singer, songwriter, record producer, television personality, kind of does everything 
in Under the Sun. Uh, lead singer of the British group, of course, Take That. Barlow is one of the United Kingdom's most successful songwriters, having written 13 number one singles. Yeah. And uh, 24 top 10 hits. Wow. Busy man. Busy man. As a solo artist, he has had three number one singles, six top 10 singles, three number one albums, and has additionally had 17 top five hits, 12 number one singles, and eight number one albums with Take That. That is crazy. And not only that, he was appointed as Officer of the Order of the British Empire at the 2012 Queen's Birthday Honors for his services to the entertainment industry and charity. That I cannot wait to talk about because as Americans, we have no idea <laughs> what we're talking about when we come to the royal family. So Gary Barlow, welcome to Frosted Tips, my friend. So lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank um, you. Nice to see you both. You too. I know. We, we're just saying that uh, we ran into you in the airport in Vegas not too long ago. But That's we, right. But we didn't That's get to right. catch up too much. Uh, we get, it was a flyby. No. It was a flyby. But now we get That's to right. really catch up yes. and uh, get to know you because uh, especially sitting next to my young husband here. Thank you. Um, he missed the Take That era, which was very sad. Very sad. And, you know, I got the tail end of it, especially when y'all came to America because you were so huge all over the world. And then you finally come to America and we're all dying for you guys. And then you you ended up breaking up at that point and then it just kind of stopped I'm like oh my goodness do you ever <laughs> wish that y'all could have spent a little more time in america to like take over yeah it's a funny one america because mark mark lives in in los angeles now yeah. and uh i've i've we've lived down in santa monica for about 20 years so we we are no strangers to the us mm-hmm. um I'm not very big on regrets. Regrets yeah. are something I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't give them any energy at all. Um, I think how it worked out as you know, we're all here now. We're healthy. We're still working. We're still making albums. So, you know, regrets aren't big. However, we do talk about the States a lot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, may, maybe one day coming and doing a show in Vegas or doing something. Yeah. There. Oh, my God. Uh, because it is a shame that we never really got to share our music. Yeah. Uh, we do have some American fans, mm-hmm. about three, I think. No, nah, no, trust me. It's <laughs> um, way more than that. <laughs> Lance is one of them. Well, there, y'all were such a big influence on us. Uh, because when we started, we started in 1995, right? When y'all were just kind of finishing your run. Um, but you were such a big influence because it was the first time that we uh, could see a group that we, it felt like us, right? We're like, oh, that's that's the type of group we would like to be. The harmonies, everything, and just your personalities uh, was a huge influence. I remember, gosh, when we first started. Uh, so, you know, we had a manager, Lou Perlman, who, you know, is Lou Perlman, just took advantage of everyone. But I remember one of the first songs we ever recorded was a song called I'll Be Back For More, which he wrote. And he's like, guys, I got this I got this song. It's called I'll Be Back For More. It's going to be great. We, we recorded it for our demo. Um, and it goes a little bit like, I'll be back for more. Um, we didn't realize that it was a take that song called Love Ain't Here Anymore. And Lou was just totally lying and took your song and just oh rewrote some of the words really? and pretended that he wrote that song. Classic <laughs> Lou Pearlman. Yes. Oh Classic God. Lou. So that was my first introduction to your group was this song because oh, wow. we found out that this is all a lie. Oh, my God. Well, you oh should have. Uh, yeah, that should have been your first clue. Uh, did you write that song, by the way? Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. should go in, after in, him. In the nine, in the nineties, we we were we were you know kind of uh, put together by a manager. We didn't know one another before it, and and it's crazy now because we we sit together often backstage or in hotels, and we're like we'd have never have met if that guy had never have put us together. And look oh, how yeah. happy we've been. Right? I mean, we've had thirty-two amazing years in our band, mm-hmm. and. Um, and thank God he did. We, we had the opposite experience, actually. Our manager was, I mean, you know, he never cheated us out of anything. Nice. Um, maybe a few lions. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, but he, he was, um, he very much believed in us, uh, especially me from, from very early on. When I first went into his office, he really believed in me as a songwriter. Even when all the labels were saying, you know, this music's dated, nobody wants to hear this anymore. He re- really supported me and, and forced the labels to, 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 to go down the route we went down with our music. Yeah. Um, and so I, we, we had actually the opposite experience. Oh, that is, that's nice and refreshing to hear because it's <laughs> I always know it's so the opposite. Rare. 
<laughs> what we all, I mean, you just hear all the horror stories, even today, even all the lessons we've all learned, there's still yeah. groups and soul artists out there. They're like, well, it's, I'm signing this horrible contract. It's anyway. this or nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's go back right. to how it did form. Um, so it really started with you um, and this manager and being a songwriter. So kind of group was developed around you. So how did that go down? How did you meet all the other guys? So I went into Nigel's office and um, I, he said, I want to make a group. And I said, oh, I don't want to be in a group. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to be carrying drums and guitar amps and stuff and he said no no it's not it's not that kind of group and he had a video machine and press play on it and on come hanging tough new kids on the block so i watched that and i thought ah okay so like like a harmony group like uh, the jackson five or you know the osmond he's like yeah exactly that no instruments we want you to do small routines uh, as a as a like a, a choreograph thing, uh, you know. He at the, funny at that point he didn't know I was a songwriter. As I left the meeting, I gave him a cassette in an envelope and I said, "Will you listen to that, please?" And um, I said goodbye and hoped I'd hear from him. I'd get a phone call. And by the time I'd driven home, he'd left about five messages on my answer phone, like, "Who's written all these songs?" who's done the lyrics, who's done the music. And it was, I mean, at that point, it was just me in my bedroom with a track and uh, a computer. And, you know, it was it was literally by myself. And, and that's when he was like, can you come back tomorrow? And that's when he started starting to put the pieces together. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, where were you born? Let's go back to the very beginning. Sure. So um, the, you, you will know um, where I was born because I'm, I'm, born in a, in a shire we call them shires here you know you have your states in the u.s we have shires here mm -hmm. and um i was born in cheshire which is between liverpool and manchester mm -hmm. so uh, we you know musically if you think about that uh that time of being in liverpool with the beatles, yeah, beatles. with mm -hmm. uh, uh some 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 of the most amazing groups came through the 60s came from up north in the uk a lot of the working class towns uh, were really producing some of the best artists, even through the 80s. Uh, a lot of the groups like, uh, uh, you know, the, I mean, there's so many of the of the electro groups of that time that were from Sheffield and from up north. It was very much a scene at that point. Oh. So lots of music, Oasis. Yeah. Um, well, that's know, what his mother league. His mother's from Manchester, and she explains oh, wow. the same yeah. thing. She was like, it was the best era to grow up in right there because all the bands so in the 60s were just incredible. Oh, yeah, she loved it. Yeah. So, so true. And, and my mom, um, she used to go to a little place in Liverpool when she was small called The Cavern, and she want, went one day to see her favorite pop star, who was Lonnie Donegan, and supporting Lonnie Donegan was a group called the Beatles. <laughs> and at that point, they were doing cover versions. Yeah. They weren't even writing their own songs. Ooh, so, wow. so my music, you know, started at home with, mm. the, with the songs my parents were playing. That's really how I ended up getting into pop music. It's all I listened to at home. ABBA, the Bee Gees, Elton John, Billy Joel, the Beatles. Mm a great catalog to grow i mean on. what a foundation to be able to you yeah. know start your creativity you know with yeah. um you know yeah. michael here his aunt dated ringo yes mm -hmm. she did yeah is that right <laughs> that's that's our claim to fame in the family yeah 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 <laughs> it, it, yeah that's my claim to fame yeah, yeah. Well, I'm part of the family. Yeah, now. you're part of the family yeah. now. Yeah, no, I, we have a great <laughs> photo of. Uh, yeah, he came to my grand uh, grandma's house. I think a few of the Beatles did for dinner one night. Yeah. It's my dad's like sitting on Ringo's lap. He's a little boy at that time, and yeah, yeah, they did <laughs> I mean, for cool a, a good. Yeah, they were engaged too, uh, and it. Oh yeah, they were. It engaged. Ended as quickly as it began. Yeah. Well, and, and and speaking of the Beatles, drummers, drummers, yeah, uh, the Beatles obviously a huge influence for you, but also us. And I remember you guys on one of your tours did the Beatles medley, you know, and uh, we loved it so much that we did the same exact medley on one of our tours. I think over in Europe or maybe in America, but it was just it was one of my favorite things to perform, and it was all because you guys like really taught us oh, that. That's great. Yeah, and you know, many years later, uh, I think it was about. 20 uh maybe 20, 2009 uh we finally got on stage with paul mccartney oh. at the royal albert hall oh. and uh, we sang 
uh, like a, a, a four piece harmony to Hey Jude oh at the gosh. end of a concert. So yeah. our dreams came true. Yeah. I mean, and it is one of the best endings to a concert, that song. Uh, have you met, did you, have you ever like met any other Beatles or was it just him? Uh, I've met Ringo a yeah. couple of times down in Monaco whenever mm-hmm. we're doing, you probably know all these shows, Lance. Oh, San yes. Remo. Do you remember uh, doing oh, San Remo? You better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So whenever we play San Remo, we'd mm. stay in Monaco and we'd often see Shirley Bassey or Ringo there. Yeah. Or, or um, the other one was um, the, the James Bond. What was his name? Oh, goodness. I can't remember his name. Uh, he was often there eating dinner. Uh, there's, mm. You know, there's a, there's a, a lot of the English actually yeah. moved to Monaco. Ah, oh, Shirley the weather. Bassey. How is Shirley Bassey? Yeah. Tell me a story about her. I, do you know what? I wrote I wrote a song for her on uh, she did um, she did an album in about 2012 ish uh, where she listed all her favorite songwriters and went to them and asked them to write her a song. So she went to like Rufus Wainwright, uh, the Pet Shop Boys, David Arnold, lots of songwriters. And she came to me and asked for a song and um I had to go up to uh, Abbey Road and sing it live in front of her. Oh, I mean, you wow. don't want to sing in front of Shirley Bassey. Yeah. No. <laughs> and got got to play the song. Mm. And actually, the same night that we sang with McCartney, I actually played piano for Shirley Bassey on that same concert when wow. she sang my song. So I was very, very honoured. Yeah, yeah, that that is a day. <laughs> what looking back at so, I mean, you, your career has been so amazing. Mm-hmm. Is there like that moment right there? Is there a moment that you're like, ah? Oh, this is my favorite moment I've ever had. Well, you know what? We, we are, we've been very lucky um, because we are a very happy band. There has been times when we've not been happy, but we are real brothers. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, we, we've all, we look out for each other as adults now and as fathers. We, we look out for each other. And my happiest times are always we can be on stage in the middle of, thousands of people and i'll just catch everybody's eye for a moment Mm -hmm. and all the chaos is going on around them and i just think it's just unbelievable that we get to do what we do and we're healthy and we can still sing and you know it's just lovely and so those rather than awards or you know capacity crowds I, when i catch the eyes of my brothers and we're on stage it, it's thrilling it really is and you're right i mean it is a brothership you know it's uh it's you go through something like this and especially at a young age you're bonded for life i mean it really is and sure, every right. emotion comes out and i tell everyone this they're like oh do y'all get along I'm like yeah we love each other we hate each other we every emotion yeah. comes out i mean just like a family member, you know, but you always come it back is, together is. with love. And I know during your, you know, I know Robbie and you had a public, I don't know if it was the public putting it on, but, uh, you know, they, they really pit you against each other when you both went solo. It was kind of like a backstreet in sync type moment in history. Um, and, but then you end up doing songs together. So obviously you kind of, yeah. you know, put that fire out. Uh, but during Absolutely. that time, were you, were you upset that people thought that y'all might've like hated each other more than you did? Uh, like how did that all go down? Oh, oh no, we hated each other. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely did. Yeah. Just again, um, like a brother. Like, yeah. Yeah. Lance gets it's, it. It's exactly like you said it. Mm. it. They are like families. They're extensions to your families. And so, uh, you know, there's a, there's a family pyramid within that, that, mm. that, uh, it, it seems great when you're in it, you know, there's a leader, there's, there's certain followers. There's people who add um, intellect to it. There's people that add uh, a great vibe to it. You know, we, we have that pyramid. And I think that what happens is you end up actually hating your position in that pyramid and you want to reshuffle the pyramid. And when you do, then someone yeah. else has to go down or up. Yeah. And it's very complicated. Yeah. Um, but we we definitely had our years where we, we hated each other, especially Rob and me, because, you know, R- Robbie is... Um, out of, I think out of everybody, I always say I, I have to apologize for myself. I am, I'm just super ambitious. I, I just, I'm always wanting better, always striving for, you know, and, and Robbie's like me. He's the most like me where like, you know, he will, you know, he, he will spend so long, you know, it, it's like we've got that gene in us. And so we're, we're quite similar, which, which kind of explains why, 
when we didn't get on, we really didn't get on. Yeah. And when we do get on, we absolutely love each other. Yeah. So it, it's complex, but it but it works. Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean... You do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal, with more entrepreneurs, more trailblazers, more live events, more Martha, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Walter Isaacson, about the geniuses who change the world. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Dr. Elisa Pressman about the five basic strategies to help parents raise good humans. Florence Fabricant about the authenticity in the world of food writing. Be sure to tune in to season two of the Martha Stewart Podcast. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you've been following the news, you know that from healthcare access to safe schools, LGBTQ plus rights are under attack. And it's about time queer and trans youth get the microphone and tell their stories in their own words. We can kiss every woman's face goodbye. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. I wish I could feel more comfortable in my own body here, but that's just not the case. And follow along as they discover what queer and trans liberation means to them. This isn't running away from yourself. It's running into who you want to grow into. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows. How old were you when you started with this group? So I was 19 when I joined the group and Robbie was 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 actually two weeks away from turning 16. Oh, so, wow. he was so he was the young really. One. He was so 
And he really was young. He wasn't like an old 16. He was yeah. a young 16. And, um, you know, and, and he he had, so I'm I'm the middle one. There's Jason who was above me. He was a year older than me. And then Howard was two old years older than me. And so we were like the three old guys who drive the van. And, mm-hmm. and then you've got the young, we used to call them the pups, uh, Mark and Robbie. They were always the naughty ones. They were always, <laughs> you know, late. We'd make them fill the van up. And then they'd sleep all the way there while we were driving. You know, they were the naughty ones. Wow. Um, so they had a great bond that mm. those two did. Yeah. And, and, you know, being so young, do you feel like you were protected? Did you have a good circle around you, family, management? You know, did you feel like they were really looking after you guys? Uh, no, yeah. I didn't. And and I I go back to this. I think some of our members recognized it. And there was a day, that I think we were in Japan or somewhere, there was definitely a day where we sat in the back of the van and we just, we said, we we, we didn't get to bed till 1am last night. We've been doing interviews since half past six this morning. You haven't given us any food yet. And it felt strong. All of a sudden, we we spoke up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd, we'd never done that before. It was always like, whatever, you know, oh, yeah, we'll meet those guys. We'll go out for dinner with you. We just said yes, yes, yes for mm-hmm. so long. And one day we just went, hey, you know what? No, we want this. And from that day on, we kind of built this little wall around ourselves. And it kept us it kept us safe for a few years. Uh, we started to do things on our terms. Um, and, and, it, and it was kind of nice. It was kind of nice. Our manager actually never traveled with us. Um, so it gave us the freedom to just sort of take the reins a little bit more. Yeah. And, and it felt strong that day when yeah. that happened. I, re- I remember there was a very much a switch. Um, and from that day on, we kind of looked after ourselves. Yeah. And that's uh, it's great. They all had that realization. It's kind of opposite with my group. I think towards the end of NSYNC, we started getting more of a voice. Right. You know, we went through the whole Lou Perlman oh. thing and we're like, yes, we're now yeah. in control of everything, which we weren't. Um, and then we started noticing like, well, we're tired. We need, we need a break every once in a while. Like, you know, and so once we started saying no to things, that's when I felt like everything was breaking down. Like I felt like the record label management was kind of like, Oh, they're, they're getting wind to this. They're, you know, they're, (laughs) they're asking for breaks now they're saying no to things. And I think that's when everything just started crumbling is when we really wanted to start to just take care of ourselves more, which is really sad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it is it is it's it's a funny thing if if you if you take our situations from those days groups nowadays would they'd never allow people to treat them the way people treated us yeah, back yeah, then yeah. it's a very different mm-hmm. you know we're we're getting to a good place in this world but it's definitely a much kinder right uh place than it was back then yeah. we 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 found it quite tough a lot of the um, you know, the criticism and the, you know, I think I think uh, I'll, w- one of the things I often talk about when I'm when I meet people who are from the pop world is how much we're looked down upon within our industry. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just a pop band. It's just, And we oh, always yeah. Yeah. felt for years and years that we weren't we weren't worthy of anything. Yeah. Um, and and slowly after, you know, years of doing it, you actually go, no, no, this is good. We are good. We're, mm-hmm. you know, look at those people out there. They're having, we're doing our job. We're yeah. doing our bit for music here. Yeah. Um, it's so I think, strange. I think it is weird. It, yeah. It's like, and we felt the same thing. You know, it was always, we were looked down upon, right? It's like, oh, boy band, which by the way, when you started, did, was there even the term boy band? When did this boy no. band word yeah. start? Cause you were definitely there before that. Cause we didn't know what when the word was until like, yeah, that 1998. Was <laughs> I think when Backstreet Boys came along is when I was first aware. It's a it. German thing. Yeah, I think it's a German thing, but I don't know where. When was the first time someone called a <laughs> vocal group a boy band? Because yeah, that word yeah. really stung back in those days. Because you know they, they just labeled you that and just you were nothing. You're oh, you lip sync, you can't sing. You're put together by a record label. Well, yeah, they, they can't take you seriously. It kind of instantly like makes you into like a juvenile group. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you're for kids. You're a boy band. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, you guys are the ones selling the most albums and reaching yeah. the biggest audience. So it's just it's crazy though how then you're still looked down upon within the industry. And I'm sure you went through this too, where the industry uses you too. Like I mean, how many Grammy nominations did we get? But do you think they gave us one? No. But did we perform right. every single Grammys? Yes, because mm-hmm. they wanted the ratings, but they didn't want to give us the respect 
Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, um, I, I had a had a lovely. Um, you, you you'll enjoy this. Um, Peter Gabriel brought his daughter to one of our shows. Now I'm a massive Peter Gabriel fan. You know, I, I love. I mean, like anything. I just love his voice. I love his songwriting. I'm just a massive fan of his. It was a really big moment for me. And so, of course, I was doing what we were just talking about. Oh, you know, it's just pop music, you know. And he said, hang on a minute. No, no, no. He said, these kids in here, this is their first concert. And if that's the night they've just had, they're going to be coming back for the rest of their lives. And all of a sudden I thought, yeah. that's so true. Mm-hmm. It, it really gave us a bit of validation. I went straight to the bus to tell the lads. That everyone couldn't believe it. And yeah. it was like, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nice moment. I love that. Um, so you have a super fan in the Netherlands uh, named Corey. I don't know if you have... have met this this girl uh but my friend christina sent over some questions because she is so excited that you're on the show and she has a good question right here uh because we were just talking about being so young uh she asked do you have any advice on how artists can cope with mega stardom at such a young age since you were a judge on x factor the year after one direction formed on the show so do you have any good advice for a young artist that is just about to explode well you know one one thing I hate giving advice, but there's one thing that I always try and, you know, if people come up to you on an airplane or something and they want some advice for their kids, I always say, learn an instrument. And if your instrument's singing, like really learn how to don't just, you know, guess and mm-hmm. chance it, Le- learn about it, study it. You know, be 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 professional. Go out there and do exams, and because you know, if you could learn to play something or you learn to sing really well, you've got a job forever. You know, you'll make people feel something. Um, so I always say, you know, go back to basics. And I, I you know, we're we're signed to Universal Records here, and the one thing I always hear from record labels is, no one plays instruments anymore. Yeah. You know, because people want things now. They don't. They don't want to have to practice something for two years they want to learn how to play it now yeah. right now yeah and mm-hmm. so they're they're seeing there's the latest artists who are coming through they're just not learning instruments anymore yeah. and that's that's a real worry it's true it, um, it's that instant gratification that everyone has to have right now social media everything i mean you know back in our day you had to go to every single radio station in the world to get your song yeah. played now it's like boop three seconds it's out there in the world and Go ahead, radio. Play I mean, what you it's want. It's true. You just put it on TikTok, yeah. and there you go. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. nuts. Yeah. Kids have it so easier these days. Uh, they do. They, they do. really do. <laughs> but it's true. Like, learn one thing that I wish I would have done as a kid, because I, you know, I took piano lessons. But you know, as a kid from Mississippi, you know, people start making fun of you, and they start saying you're gay and all that. So you know, you stop, and you're like, oh, I can't play piano because, of course, I was a closeted little kid. So I didn't want people to think that I was gay because I played the piano. That is my one regret was not to keep that up. And like, I, I, I play, I can tinkle around, I can write, you know, on piano. But I really wanted to be masterful and being able to play piano. Mm. And I, if I could just go mm. back and just keep up same. with those lessons, I know I, I took the same thing. My parents said. Listen, you can quit if you want. We're not going to force you, but you're going to regret it when you're older. Yeah. And yep, I regret it. Yeah. Do you know? I, I have to say, it's it's the, ha- having real roots in music for me has saved me. You know, in the times when you're thinking, you know, because there's a whole period, there's like a nine, ten year period in in the middle for me where I didn't do a lot of music. I couldn't work out where I was going. I didn't have a record deal, and and but music. It, it taps you on the shoulder when you need it, you know, and I, and, and I, whenever I've, whenever I've been in a mess, music's always got me out of the mess. Yeah. You know, if ever I've not been able to think straight, music helps you to think. Is there a particular um, style that you gravitate towards? Um, you know, it's folky. I think my, my, my voice is sort of folky yeah. and, uh, I love guitars and I love piano and, um yeah so so anything that's sort of acoustic yeah. i think is 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 my sort of style i don't really do beats or mm-hmm. you know back in the 90s we had a l- little moment with beats and things yeah. but it's not doesn't come natural to me that yeah. doesn't 
I know we tried the techno thing for a good maybe two months when we lived in Germany. Oh, really? <laughs> it, it, it did not suit us. Yeah, how did that go? Oh, no, my God. It was no. horrible. It's like forcing yourself to do something that you just and I absolutely hated that yeah. style back then. Now it's all about dance music. But then it was just like, the inch, 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 and I'm like, oh, God. Right. But yeah, we were we were not doing that. Um, here's a question also. Uh, from Corey, I don't even know who this is, but I want to know now. <laughs> Do you still talk to Jason Orange? How is he? Do you know what? Now and again, we do. So we we had a band member who oh he was um, in the band. You know we he, oh yeah. Oh. So 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 we we were a five piece all the way through the nineties. Okay. And then Robbie left, and I left, and and we had this 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 period where we weren't together. But then when we came back in two thousand and five. We came back as a four piece. So it was the four of us guys without Robbie. Mm -hmm. And so weird. I mean, we had more success second time around than we did the first time yeah. around. Our records were bigger. They were on the radio for longer. We, we were playing stadiums instead of arenas. It really went great for us. And, you know, and one of our members, Jason, after our, we, we did an album. We did two albums by ourselves, the four of us. And then our third album, we did it with Robbie. So it was like this massive reunion. Mm. Yeah. Everyone's going crazy, including us. It was just such an amazing full circle. Um, and Jason just turned up after that. And he went, that's it. We can't. That's the end. It's done. I'm done. I don't want to do anymore. Really? Oh, and wow. it's funny if it if it was if we were all 19, we'd have all sat and begged him and talked him back mm. in. But there's something about being an adult. It's like you've there comes a point where you've just got to respect somebody's choice. Yeah. And we could tell he was serious because he was really enjoying like saying goodbye to us. And, you know, you've got to carry on. And we were like, God, he, he really is going. And that was it. He's never come back. He's yeah. never recorded with us again. Yeah. He oh, speaks wow. to us now and again, but mm. he's very much turned his back on the limelight. He doesn't yeah. want to be that guy anymore. Yeah. And we all look, the, the older you get, the more you just, you know, change and, and want to do the things yeah. that you want to do. And if it's not yeah. being in one of the biggest bands in the world, then it, you just <laughs> you don't want to do it. That's fine. It. Fine. Yeah. Uh, but right. I'm glad that y'all, you know, left in good terms for sure absolutely and i'm not in yeah. the fan club because i didn't know who jason was i know I guess, like, okay. <laughs> get with it lance i know it's been a while okay i gotta brush up <laughs> um all right let's get to a few fan questions now because yeah. uh, i don't want to keep you too long i could talk to you for uh, that's okay two days here oh i could sit here all day uh, yeah. all right so uh what is this is from jessica l milo what is the best lesson you have learned so far in life? Ooh, Ooh. Let's get deep. What's the best <laughs> lesson they've learned? Oh, the best lesson. I mean, in you all just, of life. Well, I mean, you I, just had a good lesson yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah so, so, um, so me and my wife, have, so we've been married. To, I, I say that. I shouldn't say that. I'm her husband. She's mm. not my wife. I'm there her you. husband. She appreciates we've that, been yeah. together for 28 years. Woo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How did, wait, how did y'all meet? I didn't know how you met. We met yeah. on we met on tour. Yeah, um, we actually, met, you know, it's funny. We actually met in the eighties. I did this really terrible video in nineteen eighty eight before I joined the band, and she was one of the two dancers in the video. So we met uh -huh. there, and then she was she. We did the Brits one year, and she was on that. We actually did the Beatles medley, and she was on that show. We said hello again, and then when we went out uh, on a tour in ninety five. We needed 22 dancers um, and she was one of them. And we just got together on that tour. And we literally from that day on have never been apart since. Wow. Um, yeah. That is yeah. amazing. So we, well, it's great to be able to meet the love of your life, you know, especially in the, the height of your career. Um, because I couldn't imagine, I mean, I, as a gay guy, I didn't really get to date on the road. I didn't get to really experience right. the road life of meeting a girl and taking her back. But to be able to have that love of your life already kind of set with you so you didn't have to worry about meeting other people, that must have felt amazing. And also, you know, I mean, I mean, I still look around me now and, you know, our business, it attracts all the wrong people, right. you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> it really does. Um, and I was so lucky that I found someone who 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 loves me and, and is a great person and an amazing mom and... Mm. Uh, just a great partner, you know, because of course she doesn't, she doesn't, she's not in the spotlight at all anymore. 
but is happy for me to be and knows that how much I love what I do and she respects and loves what I do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel, you know, if you're asking me about what have I learned, it, it's to appreciate when you've got amazing people around you. And, and for me, that it starts with, uh, with, with Dawn for me. Yeah. How many kids do you have? We have three kids. Three kids. Yeah. Did when, yeah. when you finally had kids, I mean, because we just had kids ourselves, and you do look at the world oh, wow. much differently. Um, totally. Oh, yeah. You know, it's no longer, you, you're you not selfish anymore. You're just like, oh, this right. is what a selfless thing feels like. Um, with, with your writing, did your writing change once you had a family? Oh, I think my, so I'm, um, I write songs every day. Every single day, I will write something for something. It could be a verse, or so I write a lot, and I think that being parents and part having partners, um, the 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 love is a different love than anything else yeah. you can experience, and so the 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 volume of it and the way it affects you emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. it just ends up in songs. It just does. It has to, because uh, it's just such a part of you. Um, but just to, just to, for, for you guys, um, we're, we're actually coming out the other side of parenthood now because we're starting to get our life back yeah. after all these years. So oh, we're yeah. kind of starting to rediscover each other again, yeah. which is actually quite beautiful too. Um, so we're getting our nights back in the week where we go out Mm -hmm. and, you know, we get the odd weekend away when they're away. It's it's very, very nice. This, the the next stage of, of being parents. Oh my God. You've got to look forward to that. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to that. You know, we started a little late (laughs) in life, so I hope when they're getting out of the house that I am, uh, young enough to actually enjoy life again. (laughs) (laughs) But we're still enjoying it now. Yeah, we are. We, yeah, yeah, we, you know. We, 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 managed, we, we managed to we still to go out. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have Good. a Bop Magazine article Ooh. from uh, the early 1990s. I want to see if Uh-oh. your answers still match them today. Okay, so oh, God. Uh, first question. How would you describe yourself? Extremely shy. Yeah. Yep. Quiet, shy. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. Quiet, shy. Really? Oh, and romantic. Ooh. Oh, really? Oh, hello. So, uh, how'd you, oh, hobbies. What were your hobbies in the early nineties? What was my hobbies back then? Oh, let me think about that. It's my hobby now. I never, yeah, you listed two. Oh, really? Two hobbies. Sleeping. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to tell me hobbies. I don't remember having a hobby. Watching movies and playing with dogs. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We've always had dogs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. We've had dogs. Uh, Um, romantic match. What is your romantic match? Well, I know the answer now, don't I? I was probably yeah. looking for the answer <laughs> back then. Uh, True. Um, yeah, yeah. So, well, yes, I, I would. Uh, yeah, I think I found my match, didn't yes, I? Did. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure yeah. your match uh, matched with this. someone yes. with a nice smile and eyes, confidence, and I'm ha- I'm attracted to happy people. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That describes describes Dawn perfectly. Um, so perfect. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, again, I think we're going to have to do a two-parter with this because I know you have to leave pretty soon, but uh, I would love to have you back on the show at yeah. some point in the future because you, you've had well, so much can, we haven't been able to talk about. <laughs> well, do you know what? Can I ask you uh, a last question? Yes. You did that amazing song with BT. Yeah. And I've never met him. And I always wondered what it must be like to work. Is he, is he like a professor? He looks uh, like a scientist. He does look like a scientist. No, BT's awesome. Uh, really fun to work with. And I'm surprised that y'all haven't gotten together because I think you and no. him together would make magic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love that record so much. Oh, I remember it coming on and I actually thought it was Max Martin. And right. I thought, Oh my God, that mm. guy's done it again. Yeah. He's done it. I couldn't believe it. And then I, I read the credits. Like, oh, it's not. Yeah. No, he knows Who is how this to BT guy. Yeah. And I've been a fan of his ever since. Yeah. So, uh, I've always listened to his albums. All right. We got to get you guys together. That would be make it happen, make it happen, Lance. Okay, make it happen, make it happen. Uh, I know that you uh, also met JC not too long ago. I heard that y'all had a really nice time over there in England. Uh, do you have any stories with C? Any a fun guy? 
He's so talented. Do you oh know my what? God. Absolutely. Look, look, we love, we had a, uh, he, he came to our show mm. and uh, he he came to see me before and then uh, he enjoyed it so much. He said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm at this hotel. It was about five minutes from where he was. So we he ended up coming over and we sat up till four o'clock in the morning drinking. Yeah. So we had a great time. I'm we sure had a great time. Yo, Talking about music. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're you both know, musical the, the geniuses. History. Yeah. So I, I know that must have been fun. Um, all right, Gary. Uh, oh, one last thing we forgot oh, to yeah. talk about. Uh, the officer of the Order of British Empire. Please explain <laughs> that to us, dumb Americans. <laughs> yes. And, and you basically you planned the Queen's Jubilee. The, I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> We, we, I mean, I, I'll speak to myself rather than for everyone else, love the royal, very proud to have a royal family. And we're asked about it wherever we go in the world. And we're very proud uh, of them. And I lo- absolutely love the Queen, met, mm-hmm. met the Queen many times, especially in the preparation for the Jubilee. Mm-hmm. We used to meet her every couple of months to talk about plans and things. Whoa. An amazing human oh being. Gosh. Was she very I, heavily I, involved I, with the planning too? Or was she just like, yep, sounds good. Well, Let's do it. <laughs> Well, my, my my meetings with her were always four minutes long. Oh, yeah. oh wow! So they said you've got four minutes. Four and minutes. My joke used to be, I can be done in two minutes <laughs> if we can, if you can answer this. And 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 I'd always been out. I'd always be out before two minutes oh, because she was very. She knew exactly what she wanted, and she was so sharp and 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 with it. Yeah. So um, I had many be- beautiful meetings with her. Um, and I've met the, um, the the king many times as well, and and j- just very proud. Yeah. Um, and so my 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 that kind of I, I don't usually talk about these things, but I am very proud to have an OB. It's 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 it. You know, my mum came down the day I was given it by the queen, and it's for mums to see their yeah. children. Yeah, of course. I, it, I, I realize it's not about me getting this. It was my mom was so Bro. proud. I thought, oh, what a brilliant thing for I her. Mean, to just see. the history and the life that the Queen had from such an early age. I mean, even us in America, we just admire what she did and, and being the face of that country. She did as good as she could do, right? I mean, it's just like, yeah. Made, and and you know what? If you if you if you're ever around a lot of those events that the royals. Um, you know, have to attend. It's their job, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The amount of chit chat and handshaking, oh, it must yeah. just be exhausted. They do it every day. Every day. That's their and job. I just think yeah. respect you. That's their mm. life. Yeah. You know, that that's what they took on. And I, I just admire them so much. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's like we, we get a little taste of that with meet and greets, right? But nothing like the yeah. royal family has to do nothing like 24 7. Yeah. Ooh, must be crazy. Yeah. And there's yeah. definitely a song in there, yeah. Two Minutes with the Queen. I don't know. There's <laughs> just work yeah. with that maybe yeah. that could be the song you write yeah. today yeah uh gary barley thank, so, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on frosted tips it's oh, been a pleasure getting yeah, to know you um oh, and again we'll have you back you know months from now so we can do a nice follow-up uh are you in california i'm in california yes yeah. definitely oh yeah. well maybe next time i'm there we should do one live so I, would, I, be right great. I would love that because you're are you here uh, most of the time uh, no, I'm no. I'm usually there for like a few months per year. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah. uh, we 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 record and often write there as well. Great. But uh, you know, we'll spend the summer there as a family and That's stuff. Great. We, we love being in California. Well, I would love to see you when you're back. Yeah, because uh, we never leave the house now because we do have baby twins. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it would be nice to have an excuse to get out. Oh, for yes. sure. I'd love that. All Let right. me take you both for dinner. I would love yes, that. Somewhere out there. How can yeah. everyone stay in touch with you out there? Well, you know, I'm quite active on social media. Yeah. I quite in, I quite enjoy, you know, I think I think when you from an era that we were from, we always dreamed of a time that we could directly yeah. talk to our audience right. rather than through TV shows or journalists or whatever. And we can yeah. now. Yeah, because you get the truth out. to be able to do that. It's true because yeah. every single article, even if it's a positive article, it's yeah. never right. No. Like I've never read anything yeah. about me that was a hundred percent true. Uh, but with yeah. your own social media, it's like, okay, well, this is the truth. Like you, you heard That's it right, right from the horse's That's mouth. Right. Yeah. No yeah. middleman. Exactly. That's it. Right. And I like that. I like that. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Uh, we will be seeing you very soon. I can't wait uh, to, to meet the oh, fam. Oh, bless you. Yeah. All right. Lovely. You have Lovely. an amazing yeah, day. Look give, after yourselves. You, yes, too. you too. And give that family my love. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. See ya.
Mr. Gary Barlow. I knew he was going to be a great interview, but man. Oh, he's so friendly. I know. What a nice guy. We've run into each other, you know, maybe three or four times in our lives. And he's always lovely, but we never got to really talk, talk, talk. Yeah, I remember when we saw him like a couple months ago and mm. it was like in the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, is that Gary Barlow? Is like, that Gary Barlow? Like, we're like, wait, yeah, that is. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've never been able to like real have real discussions. Um, I but, really wanted to ask him, my, well, you know, my main question. About the Royals? No. Oh. I, I, do you have any relation to Lisa Barlow? <laughs> and if, did you prepare her arrangement of a way in the manger? If you said that to him he'd be like what the hell are you i really about? wanted to lisa bar for anyone else listening that has no idea lisa barlow well uh, it's get house- out under that rock <laughs> housewives of salt lake city <laughs> yeah she is has a beautiful voice and she serenades can you, them. Can you sing it for us away in a manger no crib for his bed the little lord jesus lay down his sweet head which is like Jesus. I do it? I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Uh Away in a Manger, that's not how the melody goes. I but know, but she, she did just, her own version. You know what? I think that's probably I bet you she was in, you know, a Mormon choir, right? And they, you know, sing the all these tabernacle Christmas, choir. the Tabernacle choir. Tabernacle. Um and that was her like alto line like she yeah, was, just, it was probably it was like her harmony. Part. Yeah, it was yeah. her harmony and that's how she learned a way to manger <laughs> well i should have asked it next time uh, i like it i like that version yeah, it was a good uh, one. that's the only way i'm going to be singing that in the future to I, our kids oh me too well I, it's the only version i know <laughs> happy jew here oh my gosh all right guys well that is all the show we have for you today again we're going to do a follow-up with gary because this i mean they have so many questions a yeah. lot of your fan questions i didn't even get to get to i know and maybe one day we can get a robbie williams oh no robbie's coming on the show i, I talked to robbie yeah he, i know we bumped he into him here and there yeah, yeah yeah he's the one i actually know from the band yeah yeah because i know his wife she was an old friend of mine she was my yeah. poker buddy back good in friends the day. with lisa vanderpump and they're very good friends at least they, they yeah. live really close together um all right that is all the show we have for you thank you so much my beautiful lovely husband oh you're taking uh some advice from gary barlow you know the truth did inspire me yeah. his, his love for his family inspired me well, i'm gonna start loving you a little more oh finally it took gary barlow <laughs> to make him love me oh that's a song <laughs> took gary barlow to make him love me lance was coming up with songs before we leave lance is like you know he has, i think he has a songwriting bug in him we were, well we were driving quickly we were driving home last night oh, and uh, we we're on moholland and like on moholland drive there's like these little overlook areas where cars Cars parked. Look at the views. Yeah. Well, background after sunset. Yes, you're not allowed to park because it's dangerous, right? Yes. But and it's been very cold and rainy, and so it's you know it's cold. So go yeah. ahead. So um, every time we'd pass that, there'd be some cars there with like foggy windows because it's probably raining and it's foggy and uh, And Lance is like doing it. Foggy windows, foggy windows. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna write that as a song. And he meant it. He made me text the phrase. Foggy I started. Windows I've already started writing foggy windows. And it was you. great. You had some lyrics in the car that really just spoke to me. I know. It's about the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It, it's it's a special type Look, of Look, I can't song help writing. it. I'm an incredible writer. He is. Watch yeah. out, Gary I get Barlow. inspired by people having sex in cars on Mulholland Drive. <laughs> Gary Bar who? Gary Bar who? Um, yeah, I have been just, I don't know. I've just been very creative lately. Usually it's television shows, but for some reason it's just songs right now. So, hey, they'll go nowhere, but it's fun <laughs> for me. <laughs> Everybody's so creative. Everybody's so creative. All right, let's go. Uh, again, that is all the show I have for you. Um, I'm sure you've already stopped listening, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, be good to each other. Don't drink and drive. And remember, stay frosty. Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Frosted Tips with Lance and Michael Turzenart and at Lance Bass for all your pop culture needs. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars, six if you can. See you next time. Hey, LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass, zatting off. You don't put those inside of you, do you? 
This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more live events, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Raquel Willis. Join me on my new podcast, Queer Chronicles, a show where LGBTQ plus folks tell their own stories in their own words. This season, teens will share all about growing up in political battleground states. We will always exist, and we will definitely not let them take away our joy, no matter how hard they try. Listen to Queer Chronicles on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your most fabulous shows.